welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I am Jen. And I'm Kat. And today we are getting into all things woohoo. <laughs> so oh, we're sure getting <laughs> a little weird today. And if honestly, if these topics are extremely foreign to you or make you even a little bit uncomfortable, know that that's okay. We've both been there. We're stepping into this, all of this stuff with you. Um, we're going to be talking about spirit guides, synchronicities, and psychic abilities, or what we call the clairs. And yeah, I remember if I would have heard about this even two years ago, I would have thought this was the most crazy podcast going into this stuff. This has really been newer on my journey as well. It's new wave stuff. So (laughs) it's new for me as well. I'd say the past like, yeah, same thing, like two, three years have really been when I've started investigating and being more open and learning and becoming intrigued and and testing my hand out as well. So we're really excited to share with you all a little bit about our journeys um, and give you some some tactful tips so that you can try your hand as well if you're feeling called to. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, I had stepped into my spiritual awakening really through, yeah, obviously you heard our big uh, stories for me and Kat personally, but as I got into yoga and I started feeling the improvement in my body, I knew that there was, you know, something more. I was also raised in church, so I did have some of these more spiritual moments, and I remember growing up really being taught that some people are given spiritual gifts. But if you would have mentioned the word psychics to me, I would have thought that that was either really crazy or really evil. And I was very thrown off on this um, mindset that we have these guides near us. We have ancestors we can connect with. We have other spirits we can connect with and that there's this whole other dimension and realm that we can tap into to get higher level advice or maybe even get really clear messages on how to navigate and move through our current life and what's going on around us. And so we call the gifts that the way we receive information is called technically the clairs. We're going to go through the five main ones. And so these are these are known as psychic abilities. And when I learned about this, when I entered into Reiki, that's when I really was taught how to train these up, how to get clearer on which one was stronger for me. And I was like, wait, these clairs, these psychic abilities sound really close to what I was taught in church as spiritual abilities. Perhaps two things are just talking about the same thing, (laughs) (laughs) which continues to happen over and over again as I unfold this. But I'm going to go into just some clear cut definitions just to start our conversation out. So the first clair I want to go into is called clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is also called clear seeing, and it's the most visual of all the clairs. So you might receive pictures in your mind's eye, so that third eye space. You might have very vivid dreams, visions, mental images, maybe little mini movies. Um, You might see colors. You might see people's auras. Um, And if you're more enti- uh, inclined to have this clear, you probably consider yourself more of a visual person. 
So we'll go, just cut through all of them and then we'll go a little deeper. Clear audience is also called clear hearing. This is being able to hear voices or messages from the spirit realm. An example of this would be to all of a sudden know to do something like turn left. Um, you might be more inclined to be like a sound music person. You are really more in touch with that sense of hearing. Clear cognizance is also called clear knowing. It is experiencing a sudden sense of knowing. You know it to be true in your mind's eye, even though you did not hear or see it. Um, this can also manifest as really strong instincts. Then we have clairsentience or clear feeling. You actually are feeling physically into your body and you can experience what others are feeling in their body. An example of this would be someone is having a stomach ache and you either feel pain or sensation in your own stomach too. You may also be able to feel emotional in injuries. So if someone is feeling a certain way and you're near them, you can sense that that feeling as well. There's also uh, clear smelling, clear tasting, and newer like clear touching. But these are the main clairs I was trained on in my Reiki training. So we're going to kind of stick into that boat. So yeah, Kat, you want to talk about some of what has come through for you um, on your journey into the Claire's? Yeah, I'd love to. Much like you, Reiki had a big um, impact and influence on just how I finally learned about these and put them into words for the first time ever. Um, yeah, growing up, I I experienced two of them more than others, and four are really common um, out of the five that we shared as, as well as like the, the tasting, the hearing, like those are a little bit less common. So I experienced some of the really common ones, clairvoyance, uh, the clear sight and claircognizance, that deep sense of knowing. Now, claircognizance comes through for me more often than anything. I have this deep knowing when I'm faced with a major life decision more often than not. I used to get really torn between decisions and I'd have to, you know, ask someone else what I should do. And now this sense uh, that I'm more plugged into my intuition and more used to it, it comes with practice as well. You're able to sharpen these abilities. Um, it, it just comes as a deep knowing for me. So like my move out to Colorado, that was a clear cognizance moment yes. for me. A clear yes. Once I sat with the decision, I knew it was going to be the right one. Mm -hmm. And talking with Kyle about this, uh, it's really funny because he says that I come off just as such a confident person, which of course is really nice to hear. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's a confidence in the traditional sense. Like, sure, I'm. I love my body. I love myself, but it's not like. It's not like I'll just lift list off uh, a few things that I love about myself easily. Like I will have to sit with it and and all of that. But I think my confidence comes from this sense of deep knowing because when I make a decision, it's not like I'm just wavering on about it. Like I know it, I'm good with it, and I trust myself in that decision. So that self trust has developed from this psychic ability as well, which is pretty neat. Yeah. And then the other one is the clairvoyance. So in Reiki, uh, my first session, I saw colors. I called them my color friends. It I was... loved you sharing that because that's, yeah. that's huge. 
Right? And so now the way that I see this uh, transpire in regular life is I have a really great sense of directions. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's practical as well. So if someone's asking, you know, which way do we go? I remember that pretty well. And I also just like have a sense of where I'm going visually. Very cool. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit about me. I also think this is hereditary because my mom and my grandmother are also really on that clear cognizance road. <laughs> but how about you, Jen? Yeah, so cool. Um, so for me, when I yeah, got into Reiki, the one that was very clear right away was Actually, I'll even take it a little bit further back. I remember going to tons of yoga events, actually. And when I would be in the space where a lot of people are letting out all kinds of emotional you know, releases that you see at these yoga retreats and workshops... I would deeply know like some what someone is feeling. I'm like that person's about to cry, they would cry. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would feel it in my body like so strong like what my neighbors were feeling. Um, and another thing that would happen where my hands would get so hot, like burning with energy all the time. This, this really started as I dabbled into the spiritual world. And I even had asked a couple teachers. I remember going to a cacao ceremony and my hands were so hot. Like it felt almost like flames. And I talked to the lady after and I was like, do you, do you have any like thoughts on that? And she was like, oh, you have tons of energy coursing through your body. You need to probably use that. I bet you'd be very talented and gifted at doing Reiki and I was like okay (laughs) noted as a little seed (laughs) and then later down the line when I went into training my clairsentience was so strong so not only being being able to feel often when I'm in someone's aura I can feel their physical pain like if something's bothering them it often hurts in my own body I become like a a match to their body when I tune into them. But I also can feel where a lot of emotions are stored. Like if there's anger stuck somewhere in the body, my whole chest will get really, really heated. And I'll feel like tons of heat over that area in their body. Um, I've, yeah, it's, it's a really, really wild thing, but we talked about this a little before. So even beyond energy work, yeah, you might have one of these things that kind of pops through whether, yeah, one of those maybe, yeah, felt kind of familiar. But I think it's really important to look back to when you were a kid because kids are so in tune with the spirit realm. I think they they take this information from spirits just so lightly and hardly give um, any second thought to it. And I think as a kid, my clairsentience was very strong. I used to know, like, I used to put my hands on people, especially in church, and I felt like I knew what, you know, exactly what they were experiencing. I think this came through also as I treated patients, taking a little more forward again. But as a kid, I really would feel a lot. I would feel like someone was close by me. It never creeped me out, but I would sometimes look over because I felt like someone was near me. Um, I had this really strong sense that, yeah, through touch that there were people close by even sometimes connecting to me but it never scared me I just thought of it as being like a okay (laughs) this is just a thing and I look back to that and yeah I think you can really if you hang around kids or even think back to your own experience as a kid maybe really see some of these things a little more clearly Yeah, definitely. I was such a stubborn kid, like really, really stubborn. Um, My mom and dad still remind me of little things I used to say, like, 
I used to make it into one word, I want that. I'd say, I'm that. And just this like clear cognizance. You're like, I know. Knowing, and no one's like, going to tell me otherwise. <laughs> exactly. I know what I want. This is my decision. You cannot sway me otherwise. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a really important point to make that kids are so much more open to the spiritual world. Uh, I like to think of it this way. So rather than the veil, the wall between the spirit world, the afterlife, whatever you want to call it, and where we are now in the mortal world, um, think of it as like a plexiglass wall for people who are intuitive. You can kind of see on the other side. Sometimes maybe it's a little dirty. Sometimes it's more clear. Sometimes it's thicker or thinner. And then maybe for people who choose choose not to listen to it or who are a bit more closed off for one reason or another, it can be like a concrete wall and it just feels like it's not even there, right? Mm -hmm. There's impossibility for it even existing. Yeah. Well, for kids, it's more like a sheet blowing in the wind. It's almost non-existent for some kids. And that is just where the the confusion, all these questions come when kids say they have an imaginary friend or that they've seen things and we're so quick to dismiss, right? It's just different. Yeah. It's so rationalizing. Perfect illustration. I love that. I love the sheet. That's so... That's so spot on and kids are really vibing at a way higher frequency because they've had so much less taking them away from being in tune to that side. They don't have the the traumas, the hardships, the busy life, the responsibilities, the things that keep us so out of tune to connecting inward. They don't have those kind of issues. And another huge population we see this in is elderly people. Um, I have 13 years experience between being a CNA and then going into physical therapy. I started working in a nursing home when I was 15, really young. And I've been you know, really in a space of people that are very close to death, really being able to see loved ones. They see, you know, they have this whole right there. It used to creep me out to be quite honest, but (laughs) I was in those years where I would be, you know, with someone close to the, their end, they would be able to see family members. They'd be talking to them or they'd say, who's that boy next to you? And just like very, in tune to the unseen and they don't they're not nervous about it there's not you know they're just it's in way more comfortable the veil has been kind of lifted or it's very close and it's been really wild to see that you know I have countless stories of this um yeah yeah, them tuning in Yeah. And it's people who are close to death, like you're saying. So whether they're old or like near death experiences, NDAs, um, I think immediately of the show, the OA. Have you seen that? I have not. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Add it to your list. It really messed with me for a little while, but in a good way. (laughs) It really just makes you think it makes you like more, a little bit more open to things, but, um, yeah, near the near death experiences, it's been proven. There's countless shows on this with statistical findings backed by science of what happens when you are close to death. And a lot of it is inexplainable because, you know, the people who come back from it, it's a fleeting moment. Usually they're not, usually they're not like in a hospital where they're able to get tested in those moments because they're 
they're come back, but they were healthy before. Yeah. So it's just fascinating. Um, so many yeah. share the same stories too. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's so much of it matches. So yeah, I, I watched that um, show near death experiences. It was like yeah. a series on Netflix and they, they really talked a lot. So many people's encounters have so many parallels to them and they really come back th- with that clear sense of knowing and feel very in tune to the spirit world because they have been near it. They really learn to drop all the the stories that have kept them from that, the rationalizing and are way more in tune to a spiritual life track. So we definitely need to note that these near-death experiences can give us insight on what's close by, not so far away from us. Mm-hmm. So... We talk about, yeah, our, our clears coming in, but it is also believed we really have this, this spirit team around us. So um, it's really cool as you delve into maybe meditating or connecting with your, your guides in some way. So maybe setting that intention that I'd like to know who's looking after me, if you can give me some clarity on that. Um so a spirit guide can just be a, a guide on the other side of the other side of the veil. Maybe it's a ancestor. Maybe it's just a spirit that chose to stay and, and be a guide for other little souls. I love the movie soul from Disney, by the way, it puts this into such a cute little perspective on being a guide. And yeah, I, I think it's really neat. I remember if you have, um, a pendulum or you've ever heard of that where you can ask really clear yes and no questions I've asked before like how many guides do I have you know ask yes and no questions to kind of get an answer and your guides might be there for just certain periods of your life so maybe a guide comes through to really help you through a current circumstance and then moves on I think it's really good to continue to try to connect in with this And then we talk about synchronicities. I think this is a huge conversation once you've gotten into your spiritual awakening or you're on a spiritual life track where you really start to see things that really are like, okay, I think I have a higher force working with me. Whether that's your life just really starts to connect in or you feel like everything kind of is attracting into your life. Um, It's looking at angel numbers. So we can talk a little bit about that. Like these repetitive numbers coming through or you always look at the clock and it's always 1111 or you always look at the clock and it's uh, 222, you know. Um, So many cool angel numbers can pop through and these synchronicities are really telling us often that I think we're on the path we're meant to be on. I think the more synchronicities we see, the more we're probably living in that intended life path. That's at least how I like to look at it. Yeah, that's how it's been told to me as well. So I'll know that in my life if when I'm looking at a clock or looking at a car and I'll be seeing a lot of angel numbers, I'll kind of smile to myself and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like things are going well. (laughs) Makes you feel supported. Yeah. Yeah. And so going back to spirit guides, I'd love to dig into this a little bit more. Um, I'd love to hear your experience. Like, are you familiar with who your spirit guides are? Yeah. So I've done multiple, um, I've done multiple meditations where I've definitely had this strong connection with a being. I really think I had this one woman at one point. Her name just kept popping through. But I remember asking my pendulum once and I really had two guides. And then I had actually gone to my first psychic in Sedona. Um, this is earlier on in my spiritual track. And she's like, you have two guides close by. And she <laughs> told me, you listen to one and you don't the other. And the other one's a little upset about it. <laughs> I was like, okay, noted, noted. 
<laughs> so yeah, I I think um, it's something I check in periodically. But what about you, Kat? Yeah, yeah. So um, in at least one like intuitive session, it was a Reiki healing session. And I think my Akashic record readings, I'll have to look back on that video, that recording. But I've been told that uh, my most prominent spirit guide, the one who's closest to me, who watches over me uh, all the time is a strong female energy. And mm-hmm. I resonate with this really um closely because I've always felt like my grandmother, one that I'm named after, who I never got to meet. She passed away before I was born, uh, that I've always felt like I have this connection with her, even though I've never met her and I don't actually know her on this plane. So I've always felt protected. And even in times where, you know, it's kind of a scary situation, I've known that I'm looked after and that I'm safe, and that I'm held. And it's really hard to explain, but there you go. It's a clear cognizance. Mm -hmm. It's that deep knowing that she's there uh, protecting me. And I've had some really wild situations in life where things have could have very well gone the other way and I could have died like car accidents um just so many different things (laughs) like even you know skydiving um it wasn't an accident but who knows anything that involves risk it's like you ask that little you say a little prayer of like please keep me safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) to whoever it might be and mine my prayers go to my spirit guides as well as the universe but it goes to to her to my grandmother and I've seen her in in different animals before so I recognized her being her presence in (laughs) gonna sound really will but in my cat my cat that I used to have her name oh my gosh her name was Jennifer (laughs) I just put this together my cat's name was Jennifer I can't cat oh this podcast was so beyond destined like our guides are having a party every time they are laughing harder than we are. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, but oh my goodness. <laughs> so freaking good. I so good. <laughs> yeah, so a few of my like stories with the spirit guides. Honestly, um, it's worth definitely worth sharing for me. This I had a patient that I was so close to. Like it just was levels deeper. She was 99 when I started treating her. I had her for three years. We were just very close. It was so beyond patient. I used to go in on my days off and just hang out with her. She was the most intuitive woman, knew every single thing. Like she's just, it was unreal. Just the energy with her was so strong. And she would tell me, oh, I I lived this long just to be with you. Trust me. And just so confidently, you know, looked after me. And I was, um, she ended up in in the hospital. Um, Yeah, obviously was really old, you know, she was her time. And she, I remember I went to visit her at the hospital. She had a bunch of tubes in and was pretty in and out of consciousness. And I just started crying. It was a lot to see. And she smacked me. (laughs) 
for crying and had her eyes all big, like looking at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm allowed to be upset. Okay. And she was just this awesome uh, spitfire woman. And she told me they ended up bringing her back home. She, uh, she asked to talk to me privately before she passed away. And she told me she'd look Mm -hmm. after me and that she really feels like she was here to meet me, which was just, uh, yeah, obviously tears were pouring down. Um, and yeah, it was, I really felt like she did look after me. Like a lot, I felt that. And then one of the craziest things, talking synchronicities, I moved to Denver, which I felt the same thing, very clear knowing that I was supposed to go in that area. And I was talking to a friend one day and I was telling her about this patient and just saying, you know, this lady was just, she told me so many stories about her life and I just felt so in tune to her and I felt like she looked after me and we ended up looking up her obituary and she was buried 20 minutes from my house in Denver. (laughs) And I thought she had been buried in Florida because we had her ceremony down there, had no idea she had been transferred um, so that shocked me, obviously, and and then I was able to go and visit. I had this real spiritual moment and so many freaking beautiful things beyond even that story, but really, regardless of what your experience is with spirits and if it, if it is a more negative view, which has been very taught to us in the movies, the scary movies, that some of this spirit stuff can be a little bit uncomfortable – I think it's really important to remember if we think of it as more of a frequency that we're when we're more in tune to that pure higher frequency of love that is also where we can attract that higher frequency being like our spirit guides if we are in a more negative state a more fearful state then there could be a way more negative charge so I think it's really important to think of it Um, We're going to talk in the next episode a lot about trauma blocking you, and I think that's another really deep thing to get into because that can keep us from understanding these higher connections. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one other thing to mention that's worth worth noting here is dreams. Oh, yeah. This is one area that spirit really likes to come through on, and it can actually be a bit more accessible to people who aren't familiar with the Claire's. So uh, if you're listening now and you're like, I've had a dream where I woke up feeling all sorts of way about making a connection with someone who either passed away or you know, it's even really common to have a dream about someone who you haven't heard about, seen about, thought about in years. And then you wake up the next day and you either see them or you hear something about them or even they passed away and their presence was more made known on the other side and was just open, um, to come into to visiting people in dreams. So it happens to me all the time. It happens to my best friend. It happens to my grandmother. She's predicted, you know, she didn't know when I had a car crash and woke up the next day, called my mom, said she had a dream that I was in a car crash and asked my mom and my mom had to say, yeah, we were in the hospital last wow, night. How wow. did you know? So like very specific things. Um, 
And I'll share one more story of this because I've clearly inherited this from my grandmother (laughs) Uh and my mother. She's had this too. But um, I was in Japan in 2018 for a work trip and I had a few days left on my own where I took a little vacation. My mom called me while I was over there telling me that my grandfather had taken a turn for the worse, my papu. Um, That's how we say grandfather in Greek. And he was not not expected to make it much longer. So obviously me being on the other side of the world, this was very, very hard information to hear and to process. We're, we were really close. So I had my flight back to Denver a few days later um, where I flew to Boston. Um, but while I was still in Japan, that night after my mom told me, I fell asleep after a lot of time crying and being unable to sleep. But once I fell asleep and entered that REM state, I had a dream where this, um, I was in Japan still, and this little old Japanese man came to me. He seemed like a sage, like he had a lot of wisdom. And he told me that my papu was going to cross over on a Wednesday. And I woke up not really knowing what to do with this information. I called my mom and I said, hey, mom, I had this really crazy dream. Um, And this was a Tuesday. So when I received that information, it was a Tuesday and and he told me it was a Wednesday. So I was kind of freaked out that it was going to be the next day, that I wasn't going to make it. And she said, okay, huh, well, that's interesting. He seems okay right now, but just come as soon as you can. So flew back. And by the time I made it there, it was a Monday. Boston. And I got to see him one last time. He had waited for me. <laughs> my my yaya, uh, my grandmother kept saying he had stayed awake, stayed alive. He was he was unconscious but would kind of come back and his last word was to me and he kind of popped up out of being in this unconscious state for at least a day and he said, "Hi." With his eyes wide open, he saw me, he knew I was there. And then right after that, he sunk back down, eyes closed, back to his unconscious state. He wanted me to know I was there, that he knew I was there. And so this was a Monday. We were kind of just waiting for, for it to happen. And it was a Wednesday when he actually passed away. Wow. And I'll never forget that. Wow. Powerful story. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's really, really so beautiful that there's so much more depth to us doing, you know, what we're doing, why we're here. There really is layers that we can can keep peeling back um, to give us some more practical homework. So if you're really trying to connect with your spirit guides, all of this is very foreign to you. I think a really awesome way a few practical ways to tune in is I love getting decks of cards. So whether you get an angel card deck, you you start working with maybe tarot or goddess cards, but the more you use a consistent deck to ask questions, the more you start seeing commonalities and what comes up. Um, I think this can help really give away for that that those higher beings or your guides to send you clear messages. I also um, love to go on my phone, my Apple Music account, ask a question, and then shuffle my songs and 
pick a song and it's always like so spot on like what song comes on it's it has something in it that's exactly what I'm needing to hear and then another way is to to perform meditations that allow you to connect with your guides or maybe even starting the conversation with family members on maybe what some of your gifts were when you were younger if that's a safe conversation you can have and then really trying to focus in on that gift so centering your meditation maybe around visuals if you think you maybe tune more into that or clear audience if you feel like you hear more just really finding a way to tune in and something that's more personal for you and the more you develop multiple of these the more all of them kind of start coming through like it really starts it's hard to just have one because if you have a really strong one you're really going to start seeing the other ones pop in more and more into your life that's right. That's right. And uh, one other tool to share is there's an audiobook called How to Become a Medium, a step-by-step guide to connecting with the other side by Marianne Kennedy. I listened to this on Audible and I'm not trying to become a medium. I don't necessarily <laughs> like feel called to do that, um, but it still gives you a really tactful step-by-step guide on how to refine the clairs and how to practice this because That's all it really is at the end of the day is bringing more awareness, more practice, and you can sharpen anything that you'd like to. Thanks, Kat. Thank you, Jen. This was great. Thanks for hanging out with a little bit more woohoo. Promise we'll keep delving into some of the woohoo, some of the practical, (laughs) and continue to blend it because that's what this spiritual journey is all about. That's right. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, Kat.